This ain't the end! Look at the damage it does to the big fat big swelling ring! If he does uh, sitchin, I'm not here. I understand. Bracken, sacking, you play for a tackle for a loss, baby! He's beating a man with a rubber shark. An inflatable rubber shark. Straight OG brother, is that what you're saying? Maybe the nacho man. Oh, no. Let coffee burn. That very graphic footage has got to stimulate these men. Gotta write the carpet and cabbage. On hand me, woman. You don't want an open hand slap this? Will there be a little ride on Space Mountain? See how bad it hurts. I'm the rooster and I'm gonna poop. Let's face facts, you are sticking up the joint. That can't always happen when one guy's wearing a recliner. I feel like a combination of Bob Barker and Ric Flair. You will have to depend on the pens for the rest of your life. WCW. <laughs> Hello, Nitromaniacs, and welcome to another edition of Nitromania. My name is Adam. I am your host, and this is a show. This is the 44th Nitromania, meaning this episode might just cure your cough, but it's going to taste fucking awful. Last week on the show, we started Crazy Eric's Summer Vacation, where for the next month and a half, all the shows will be live from the same location at Disney MGM Studios. Hooray! We waited all night for the NWO, only to get the Outsiders at the very end, who promised Hulk Hogan this week. Oh yeah, and uh, Hulk Hogan joined the NWO at Bash at the Beach. Speaking of which, we did get a little bit of feedback on last week's episode. As my phone crashes, as I try to pull up the appropriate tweets. Uh, over on Twitter, our friend Philip Goad let me in on a little uh, additional information about Bash at the Beach. Uh, he says, listening to Bash 96, and you mentioned Luger being lazy and going out early. Far be it from me to, to defend Luger, but unbelievably, if I remember correctly, the plan was if Hogan balked last minute, Luger was going to be the third man. Um. He says, if I remember, Hogan was iffy, so they offered it to Sting, who turned them down flat. They finally talked Hogan into it, but Luger was the failsafe if Hogan got last-minute cold feet. Um, which is an interesting thing to note. Uh, I know Sal and I talked last week about uh, how how it would have kind of made sense if it had been Luger, given that Luger you know, made that surprise appearance on the first episode of Nitro back at the Mall of America and all that. But really, if you think about it, how terrible would that have been? That really would not have had the same, the same impact, the same pop as as Hogan being the uh, being the mystery third man and Hogan finally turning heel, because Luger's been kind of a heel the whole, I mean the whole time. Not this dude doing that weird tweener thing where you know with Sting are they friends are they not friends? So I think it's interesting if it if it had been that uh, if it had been Luger instead of Hogan, I think that would have been. Uh, certainly interesting and certainly gotten people talking, but I don't think it would have had the same impact. And I don't think that, uh, it would have had as mu- made as much of a difference in the Monday night war as it did with it being Hogan. Um, uh, our friend Henry over at the raw attitude podcast then added, and if Hogan sting and Luger all declined, the next one in line was hard work. Bobby Walker, that schmuck. Um, yes. So there you go. A little bit of interesting, uh, extra information about uh about bash at the beach 96 uh with that said let's move on to this week's festivities uh it is monday july 15th 1996 and we are live once again from orlando florida tony welcomes us to the show and reminds us of what happened at bash at the beach later on tonight the outsiders will be here with hulk hogan 
Larry wants to know who's next to be recruited into the new world order, a question they will regret in a year or two. We then go back to the bash and video footage of Hulkster turning his back on the fans. Tony reminds us that Hogan cut a promo, but doesn't show us the promo. If you want to hear the promo, go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, because it's time for wrestling. Enter Fire and Ice. They are taking on the Steiner Brothers. Do you think they build this set every week or just leave it up for the five or six weeks that Nitro is in Orlando? Because it seems like it's right in the way, right there in front of the, the ticket stands and whatnot. Anyway, Tony tells us that only Lex Luger is here to defend WCW tonight. Sting, Savage, and the Giant are not here. Uh... Scott starts off with Scott. Scott is acting a bit heelish to start, raking Scott's eyes and choking him. Tony says there's been some dissension in Fire and Ice, but they seem to have worked things out. Tony also tells us that Kevin Green is here. Awesome. <sighs> Scott is really just taking it to Scott, choking him against the ropes and chopping him in the corner. Then he chokes him again. Irish whip across, and Scott manages to get a boot up and clothesline. Irish whip and an overhead belly-to-belly -belly by Scott, and Scott rolls out of the ring. Ice Train tends to his partner outside, and Scott heads back into the ring and tags in Train as we go to break. We come back, and it's Train and Rick in the ring now when Teddy Long suddenly appears. Big power slam by Ice Train, Irish whip across, and an avalanche by Train. He goes for it again, but gets booted in the face. A suplex by Rick drops Train on his head, but he kicks out at one. A body slam by Rick and an elbow drop that gets a two count. A reverse DDT gets a two count for Rick. Train then reverses the whip and hits a back elbow and tags in Scott. Rick backs off and tags in Scott. Scott throws Scott out of the ring and goes after him with an axe handle to the floor. Back in the ring and Scott comes off the second rope with a clothesline. He goes to the second rope again, but Scott gets a boot up and Scott tags Rick back in. Clothesline by Rick. Back body drop by Rick. He ducks a clothesline and hits uh, kind of a power slam, I guess, but Train makes the save at two. A miscommunication and Train splashes Scott. Rick then Germans Train and pins him even though he wasn't the legal man, and the Steiners win. Gene Pull up your socks and get ready. is at the entrance with Bubba, Jimmy Hart, and Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan talks about the end of Hulkamania again. Jimmy has a plan. Jimmy yaks, saying that this is the year of the dungeon. Sure it is as Fire and Ice walk past arguing. Then the faces of fear appear from the back. Bubba promises to make his opponent go to sleep tonight. Sullivan says Benoit got too personal at the pay-per-view, and then Gene sends us to commercial. Well, a Malenko promo sends us to commercial. Uh, a Glacier promo, still no date, and Gene is with Fire and Ice somewhere that appears to be backstage. They argue, and Teddy Long appears. Teddy doesn't want them to break up, and Scott Norton shoves him on his ass. They're going to fight soon. Back to the ring for Kidman's entrance. Kidman looks about 12 here. He's facing Dean Malenko. Jimmy comes out with Malenko, begging him to join the dungeon. Dean Malenko will take on Chris Benoit at Hog Wild, Tony tells us. We immediately end up outside the ring. Kidman counters a pile driver with a backdrop, and we go back inside. A flying dropkick gets a two count. A German suplex gets a one count. Malenko then goes on the offensive with a snap body slam and a leg lock. Uh, a very good high-energy match ends with Kidman tapping out to the Texas Cloverleaf. Good stuff. Gene is with, fuck, Kevin Green. And all-pro outside linebacker now with the Carolina Panthers, Kevin Green. Welcome to Nitro. Good to be here, Mean Gene. I tell you what, I tell you what, I am upset like everybody is. Everybody. Everybody about Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Unbelievable how he has stabbed all the little Hulkamaniacs in the back. Everything he's preached at over the years. I've done, I've taken my vitamins, I've said my prayers, I've worked out hard, and, and I've become an all-pro in the NFL. And then I find out 
He doesn't believe a thing that he was preaching. He had to be a hero of yours when you were a kid. He was a hero. I looked up to him. Heck, I was a hookamaniac. And then he stabbed everybody in the back. Unbelievable. Speaking of backstabbers, Kevin Green, I'm talking about you know who. Absolutely. And that's the main reason why I'm here. I'm looking for Mongo B. Michael. I don't want to wait till after the training camp after training camp's over, after the season's completed. I want to finish this tonight. Right now, wherever Mongo McMichael is, let it be known. Come to this ring right now, and I'm taking you down hard. I don't want to wait any longer. I understand you've got a plane to catch. How are you going to be able to do that? Hey, I've got about two hours before this plane gets here, but I'm going to be hanging around backstage. You see Mongo, you send him to me, baby. I'm looking for him. Hey, if I see him, Kevin Green, believe me, I'll send him straight to you. I'm Whoa, coming. he's ready. You know that training camp gets people a little crazy, and that's going to start when, Thursday? Absolutely. I'll be ready. All right. Stay tuned. We have got more Nitro. We're live from Orlando at Disney MDN. Lock it in. Because this is not a visual medium, just know that Green was doing a lot of vigorous pointing and a lot of counting things on his fingers, despite not actually counting anything. Harlem Heat sends us to break. Also, did Gene say NDN Studios? Because it's MGM. It's not NDN. Unless he was saying MDMA. But did Molly exist in 1996? Anyway. WCW Magazine commercial. Enter the team of Rough and Ready with Colonel Parker. One of them is Bunkhouse Buck, I'm pretty sure. The other one looks like Fat Steve Austin. Uh, Turns out I'm 0 for 2. It's the wrong creepy uncle. It's Dirty Dick Slater here. And Mike Enos. He's an anus. This team, making their Nitro debut, is facing Harlem Heat for the tag team titles. Right. Tony talks about the conflict of interest, since Colonel Rob Parker basically represents both teams. Sister Sherry comes out with Harlem Heat. We haven't seen her in a while. Jimmy Jett holds the titles high, upside down, and the match begins. Stevie starts with Slater. I really can't believe it was Booker T that was the more successful member of this team. Uh, Enos tags in and we get a test of strength. Enos takes a very strange bump off of a wheel kick and flops over to his corner where he tags Slater back in. They then brawl on the outside. Enos ends up back in and takes an axe kick for two while Parker and Sherry continue to argue outside the ring. Parker distracts the referee. Sherry kisses Dick Slater and Booker rolls up Slater for the win. Harlem Heat are shockingly still your world tag team champions. We then get a video package about Rey Mysterio Jr. and a promo from Meng and Jimmy Hart. We come back for Gene and Green again. Why? Green demands a fight with Mongo in the ring right now because he has to catch a plane and he wants to get this settled before training camp starts. That was fucking pointless. That was the whole fucking promo. Medusa is in the ring with someone. Cage Match tells me this is Malia Hosaka. Sure it is. Medusa, still dressed like an American gladiator, she will be taking on Bull Nakano at Hog Wild in a destroy the bike match, where Medusa's Harley will be put up against Nakano's Honda or something, as Tony put it. I wonder how that match is gonna go. Zabisco then goes for the easy misogynistic joke. Just a couple of women here that you can't keep uh, just can't keep in the kitchen, but you're going to learn the hard way. This is a man's world inside this ring. Even the kitchen, you're married. Yeah, but let me give everybody some advice. When you find one that keeps their mouth shut, take them home. Oh, would you please be quiet? There's a kick by Osaka. Osaka puts Medusa in a Boston Crab, barely sits into it, and then reverses out of it herself. 
She misses three flying maneuvers in a row as the dynamite appears, and then Medusa hits a German suplex and pins Hosaka despite Hosaka's foot clearly being on the rope for part of that three count. Needless Pyro sends us to Eric and Bobby for hour two, and Eric sends us directly to commercial. Well, Arn Anderson sends us to commercial. Bobby and Eric are in matching red polos tonight. Nash and Hall are on the platform above the entrance to Disney MGM and have draped a sheet with an N on it over the big W, a sheet with a big W on it over the C, and Eric can only surmise that they're going to cover the other W with an O. This happens in the background as Eric and Bobby chat. Enter Meng with Jimmy Hart. He is taking on Arn Anderson tonight. Hall and Nash have lawn chairs and are sipping tropical drinks of some sort on the roof of the gate to MGM as the match begins. They cat and mouse, and Meng finally gets the first offensive maneuver, kicking Anderson right in the gut. Bischoff promises us a special behind-the-scenes look at the bike rally in Sturgis at Hog Wild on August 10th. The Barbarian appears, and we go to break. Back from break, Anderson is on the offensive until Meng blocks an Irish whip in the corner and just locks his paw around Anderson's throat. He dumps Anderson on the outside, and Jimmy lays some boots in as Meng distracts the referee. Meng sends Anderson's back into the ring apron a couple times and then heads back into the ring. Eric talks about how Luger is here by himself tonight, basically, and tells us that he's going against doctor's orders. Smart. Apparently, he has a concussion and a nearly detached retina. Jimmy distracts the ref while the Faces of Fear hit a double-team maneuver on Anderson, and Meng pins Anderson for three. Uh, As we go to break, it goes unmentioned that Hall and Nash are no longer on the roof. Gene welcomes us back. He's with Mongo. God damn it. This is awful. Uh, Deborah's voice makes me want to drive a screwdriver into my eardrums with a hammer. I'll spare you the audio. Let's just say they talk shit about Kevin Green because that's what's important here, really. Back to commentary. Chris Benoit is taking on Eddie Guerrero. Benoit starts by demanding that Jimmy Jet check Guerrero's boots and then uses that to attack. Benoit starts the match by just dominating Eddie. Bischoff finally notices that the outsiders have left as Benoit continues to dominate. Heenan asks if they're now called the NWO since they covered up the letters in the sign. Eric says they are not and suggests that perhaps some crew member can get up there and take the signs down since they've left. Benoit continues to dominate. He goes up top, and finally Eddie gets some meaningful offense in, catching him with a superplex. They end up outside the ring when Guerrero counters a powerbomb with a head scissors over and out, and Bobby then suggests that the NWO can make headlines by pushing their commentary booth over. Good idea, Bobby. Good idea. Malenko then comes charging in from the back and shoves Benoit into the ring post. Guerrero wins by countout, beating the count into the ring at nine. Bischoff sends us to break, and the letters have been removed from the WCW signs over the ticket booths. Good job, crew member. A Bubba promo sends us to break. Another Glacier promo. Your main event tonight is Big Bubba versus Lex Luger. Fun! Bischoff tells us that the graffiti has been removed because he doesn't know what graffiti is. We've got about 20 minutes left in the show here, and we've been promised Hogan, so I'm giving this match maybe seven minutes before it gets interrupted and thrown out. Bubba enters with Jimmy Luger, enters, and we go to another break. Back for the bell in a good minute, minute and a half before Bischoff chimes in. The story here is that Bubba is determined to fully detach Lex Luger's retina, but the question no one is asking is, if Luger is WCW's last best hope tonight, why is he in a match? There's a limo outside. Drama. As we go to break, Scott Hall tells us to get away from the limo. 
Back from break, and Bubba is biting Luger's forehead. Jimmy tries to toss something to Bubba. Luger gets a hold of it, however, and KOs Bubba, and the Outsiders attack. Hogan enters as Hall and Nash just beat the snot out of Lex Luger. Hogan picks up Bubba, talks to him, shakes his hand, and then Hall blindsides him, and they get rid of him as well. Gene appears and yells at Hogan before getting in the ring. Hulk Hogan, Outsiders, you have led us down the Primrose path. Will you know something, Gino? I wish I would have done this two years ago, brother, because the new world order is taking over professional wrestling. Hulk Hogan is bigger than the sport of professional wrestling. And with the outsiders, the new blood, the foundation of the new world order, we shall rule the wrestling world, me, Gene. What about the children? You know about the thousands and thousands of telephone calls that came in to WCW. Every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth is totally disgusted with you, Hulk Hogan, including myself. We all know about the training, the prayers, and the vitamins, brother. And like I said, these people out here, after I led their children down the right path, had the gall to boo Hulk Hogan one more time. You fans can stick it, brother. Sting said it best when he retorted that Hulk Hogan, you can stick it. Well, you know something, brother? As far as people like Sting go, 10 years ago, when I shook his hand in Venice Beach, he was a skinny little bodybuilder. And when he laid his eyes on Hulk Hogan, he was shaking in his boots. I heard all the crying from the so-called macho man. For three years, he blamed his divorce. The fact that he couldn't rise to the occasion on Hulk Hogan, brother. And over and over and over and over again, this past week, I've heard the whole WCW blame Hulk Hogan for their problems. The only problem is, I'm the greatest wrestler in the world. I made professional wrestling. I will always be bigger than wrestling. And with these two friends of mine, the new world order shall rule the wrestling world. This conceited guy's yeah. friends. You know about this man's background and this man's background. And look what they did. This NWO. Where is it going to go? Who is going to be part of it? I think that's the question we're all asking ourselves. And I'm going to ask you. Well, these are the renegades, brother. These are the men that when I opened the door, brother, they had the guts enough to walk through it. These are the guys that are going to set the trend for the 90s that will lead Hulk Hogan and professional wrestling to its destiny. But these guys are just the foundation. The thing that everybody or all the people out there don't realize is as I build my empire... Will there be more outsiders that I bring in? Or will it be people that are so close to Ted Turner? Maybe Eric Bischoff's friends. Who knows, man? Maybe the guys that are in the locker room right now. There's always been a double loyalty, man. In this business, they've been loyal to the promoters that have paid their bills. And they also have been loyal to Hulk Hogan. Because they know where Hulk Hogan goes. That's where professional wrestling goes. You have to vent all of this on these people 
your peers in this business? How about the kids that have looked up to you for years and years and years, and now it comes down to this? Take the mic. This is a pretty good example of the way your life is going to go, Hulk Hogan. Well, you know, dude, I laid it out straight for all those kids, brother. They didn't want to follow the path, so I'm done with them, man. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to mess with that skinny little macho man or that crybaby sting. I'm going right to the top of the ladder, brother. And at Hog Wild, brother, on August the 10th, if the giant has got guts enough, I'm going to dismantle the whole Ted Turner organization at one night. We're going to take the WCW belt, make it the new world order belt, and we shall reign supreme from that day forward. And as far as I'm concerned, brother, if Ted Turner has any boys in the back that have any guts at all, come on out right now. We'll beat up the whole WCW right now. And what are they going to do? is a madman right now he's out of his mind of note during that promo when hogan tells the fans to stick it and the crowd boos we get a nice shot of a family in the front row jeering while wearing matching winnie the pooh t-shirts also of note the trash again fills the ring as hogan speaks also also renegade is part of the nwo bischoff expresses his shock that hogan would challenge the world champion fucking duh and the locker room basically clears and surrounds ringside as we go off the air without a resolution. A perfectly decent episode of Nitro this week. A really good match mixed in with a couple decent matches mixed in with a couple snoozers. Obviously, if you go back and watch anything, I'd say make it Malenko versus Kidman. I didn't do a lot of recap earlier just because I knew this was going to be match of the night and that I'd be recommending you to all go back and watch it anyway. Uh, Guerrero versus Benoit was alright, but I wouldn't say it was either man's best effort. It was 90-10 Benoit and then it ended in a countout. Eh. Uh, over on Cage Match, we've got a 5.6 out of 10. The TV, uh, the show pulled in a TV rating of 3.4. So remember how we were talking last week about how last week's episode was all just a big tease to get people to watch this week? Didn't make that much of a difference. Uh, meanwhile, over on the USA Network, we are three weeks old from Green Bay, Wisconsin with Monday Night Raw episode number 168, the go-home Raw for In Your House International Incident. Intercontinental champion Ahmed Johnson pins Bart Gunn to retain his title. Mark Marrow pins T.L. Hopper, the wrestling plumber. Jim Cornette promises he has a surprise for Shawn Michaels on Sunday. We get a video package about The Undertaker. And in your main event, Shawn Michaels successfully defended the WWF title against Billy Gunn, winning by pinfall. This episode of Raw has a 4.11 out of 10 on cage match and pulled in a 2.6 TV rating. I think the important thing here will be what happens on next week's Raw, uh, which is the first live episode since Bash at the Beach. Uh, but we will have to wait until next time for that. And wait, we shall, as that wraps it up for July 15th. If you want to see me live and in person, I would recommend coming to one of these shows. You can see me this Saturday at APW at the Newbury Elks Lodge. You can see me next Saturday on June 2nd for Elkmania at the Beverly Salem Lodge of Elks in Beverly, and then I don't have anything else until June 23rd with LPW in Clinton, Mass. So come on out to those shows and say hi. Please be sure to check out questendnetwork.com and sample all the shows on the Questionable Endeavor Network. I would recommend giving this show a listen. 
If you like what we do here on the Rundown Feed and you want to help us make these shows, I humbly ask you to make a donation. One-time donations can be made by going to paypal.me slash rundownwrestling, or you can become a monthly donor by signing on as a patron at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. We've got two levels over there. $5 a month gets you early access to the pre-recorded shows, plus Patreon-exclusive episodes. $10 a month gets you those things, plus the ability to guest host on a rundown show of your choice outside of the sit-down. Now, speaking of which, uh, speaking of the Patreon and the exclusive Patreon episodes, um, in thinking of things to do as exclusive episodes it uh uh we were talking on uh, on twitter this week with philip and with henry and the i think martin may have been in on it as well about uh some some bizarrely awful wcw events that happened before this show started before september of 95 when nitro started so i think what a good idea would be would uh, would be to have uh, take those suggestions of things to cover WCW events to cover that happened before Nitro started because obviously there's nothing that happened in WCW uh, after Nitro. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, and, and kind of cover that things like um, you know the Halloween Havoc. I think it was '91 that had the Chamber of Horrors match or. Or, uh, uh, you know, they, they, what they, I think they were talking about was, it, I think it was one of the Bash at the Beach, like 95 or something, uh, where there was some bizarre finish. But something typically uh, typically early 90s WCW, where it uh, it's just uh, not that great and uh, things don't make sense. So I'm begging you. This is what I'm asking you. I'm asking you to torture me by suggesting terrible things for me to watch uh, that were in WCW before Nitro started. And I will recap them for... Uh, Patreon exclusive episodes for Nitromania for the rundown for the $5 or $10 a month folks. Now, of course, uh, if you actually want to listen to those episodes, you will have to become a patron, but obviously I will thank you in those episodes for uh, providing the, uh, the event for me to watch. And at the end, I may curse your name depending on how it goes, but um, yeah, so you can send those to me uh, either by email at nitromaniapod at gmail.com or you can tweet me at nitromaniapod on Twitter. Uh, send me those suggestions. Send me feedback about the show. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Um, tell me who you want to see as a guest host for uh, for upcoming pay-per-view recap episodes. Uh, I can tell you I have booked the guest for Hogwild uh, at the request of uh, of someone, of a listener here on the show. Um, it's a big name. I'm very excited that this, uh, that this person has agreed to be on the show. Uh, and that's all that I'm going to tell you for now. So stay tuned in the coming weeks in the coming uh, for, uh, for that announcement as to who that'll be on, uh, on our hog wild show, but we'll get there when we get there, uh, which is not this week and is not next week, but, um, yeah, let's chat. Hit me up on Twitter. We'll have a talk. Uh, and with that, that does it for episode 44. Uh, I do hope you enjoyed it, as always. Hopefully next time we get a better main event than Luger versus Big Gay Biker Bubba. But until then, my friends, please enjoy all the shows here on the Rundown Feed. And I will talk to you next time right here on Nitromania.